Okay, I'm here with Tom. We're in a bit of World Cup chat, maybe a bit of United chat. Um, but Tom, you're just back from Morocco. Yeah, that was a good choice, wasn't it? It was a very good choice. I thought, so I didn't want to go to Qatar. And four years ago, I didn't want to go to Russia. And instead of going to Russia four years ago, I just decided to go to a few European countries while the World Cup was on to watch games over there. And I thought, hey, why don't I do something similar and go to an African country to to watch them play while while in Morocco. So I thought, yeah, that'd be good. And yeah, it was mad. And being there for the the Belgium win in particular was crazy. Like the whole of Casablanca, which is the fo- the maddest football city in in well, maybe you could say North Africa, but definitely in Morocco. Like we did Casablanca, which is the local team over there, won the mm-hmm. African Champions League this year. And where I kind of positioned myself was where all the we dads slogans were all over the walls and quite some some quite nasty ones as well like say danger don't go in here and that will slice you up and all that kind of stuff but the scenes after it was just crazy just absolutely mental like people everywhere like people just hanging out of their cars driving up and down like the police like egging them on cheering them on and stuff so it was just crazy scenes it was yeah it was a very very good choice actually and morocco looks strong they've got a very good solid spine and yeah. their back five in particular is very good and amrabat's been awesome and they've got ziech who's coming into a little bit of form now and yeah. like yeah they could be an out they could be a shock for spain in the next round i think uh, let's hope so because spain can't score goals and morocco mm. don't concede them i think they've conceded one in like 600 and something odd minutes of they just yeah they're, they're very tight amrabat obviously he's been a a player on people's radar for some time, but this is the the uh, the shop window, isn't it? <laughs> As, yeah. If, if Fergie if Fergie was around, he would have signed him up, or or that fella from Cameroon, you <laughs> did the scoop goal thing. Definitely <laughs> yeah, <signed Rubicar>. <laughs> He's going to be playing with Ronaldo Rubicar. soon. He's, he he plays for the same team as Ronaldo's new team, Al Nasser. Al, Al, if if Al reports Nasser. are to be believed, yeah, I know, but Ronaldo's only in it for the Champions League. Yeah, that's so, it, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. the good quality pool. Yes, yes, yeah. of course. Something like that. So he was it's, great today as well. Been a f- oh, God, he's absolutely stunk the place out three <laughs> games in a row, Ronaldo has. He's great little assist off the bat, though. Dreadful. Yeah, I mean, he was he was partially at fault for a career's goal. Beautiful. Love it. Love to see it. Don't love to see... Well, I don't know. They, they, they're they both up there, aren't they, in terms of like sort of villains. But but Luis Suarez being knocked out mm. after Korea scored a goal six minutes into injury time was a thing of beauty. Suarez sat on the bench, kind of echoed scenes from Ghana, the semi the quarterfinal against Ghana eight years ago after he'd been sent off and he was watching from the bench. Yeah. Instead of the joy, there were tears flowing from the racist biter that is Luis Suarez. Love to it see was- it. It was it was so weird watching the because the South Korea game finished early. I think about to, almost yeah. like ten minutes earlier than the Uruguay was, game. Yeah, so yeah. so everyone kind of knew what exactly needed to happen there, and it felt like Ghana almost like didn't want to concede. Like because it was like it's like they'd forgotten that could, they could still go through. They could still and, go through with a couple of goals. Yeah, yeah, in like ten minutes time, but they were like. It's almost like they had in their mind was like, we can't let Uruguay go through here. Surely not. Right. 
But um, yeah, yeah, and that became more important than trying to get through it. They're, they're Almost, it felt like honestly. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Gano kind of disappointing. And I, I thought there'd be more from them. I mean, they were fun at times, but obviously conceded too many goals. Mm. Basically, I, I thought we might see more from them, but we didn't in the end. But of the, of the African teams, Morocco looked very strong. Senegal, okay. I mean, we guess we'll see how good they are when England play them at the weekend. Yeah, it's definitely true. I mean, you think you put Mane into that team and they become a real, real handful all of a sudden. Obviously, they won the the African Cup and Asians earlier this year with Mane, yeah. and they've done. I think they've done really superbly well to 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 get through that group without him. Because I thought Ecuador were really good. Actually, I think Ecuador were unlucky not to beat Holland. I think Senegal were unlucky not to yep. beat Holland as well. And even Qatar weren't that bad against Holland. So. <laughs> yeah, no. Holland have been rubbish. Let's be honest. They have. Yeah. Holland, it will surprise absolutely nobody who's ever seen a Louis van Gaal side, but their, <laughs> exactly. their, their system is pass, 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 get frustrated, lump it long, lose the ball. Mm. It's, it's basically over and over again. Total dullness. <laughs> total dullness, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Back to front, we will, we will be experts in not entertaining you. Other than yeah. most of this World Cup, which has been very entertaining, I'm sure, like, and we won't forget, everything that this means this is a world cup built on slave labor in a country that doesn't respect the rights of women and minorities with a government that's trying to gaslight us at every possible moment and a an organizing body in fifa that is not only corrupt but but enabling enabling the qataris to get away with it right that's what so we don't forget any of mm-hmm. that but the football's been very good as well and I'm not equating these two things and saying that they're on the same level, but it's it's a football tournament, and and it's been there's been a lot of jeopardy and a lot of good quality football. Yeah, and I I, I tweeted this. I, I think I'm just way too selfish to give up the World Cup because the amount of fun I'm having just watching it, I just I can't deprive myself of that. I just like the, these are uh, like you say, it's it's an abhorrent World Cup for so many ways. But then you just watch it and. It just puts me at a different frequency level. Like it puts me, it gives me such a high watching the football. Like the the games last night, Japan and Costa Rica, almost both squeezing through that group. I was just at a level that nothing else in my life can get me to that level apart from football. Like I'm sure so many people listening think that with when like United play, like United can get us to highs that, nothing else in our lives can really and I feel like that's that's... the power of football and that's why people get away with being part quasi-governmental part mafioso organization Mm. because even why states like Qatar want it not 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 just for the obvious like kind of sport washing thing but for the soft power and the linkages Mm -hmm. into multiple governments and the the excuse to build infrastructure and this is why it's so powerful and you've seen quite starkly the reaction slowly of 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 journalists over there i saw mark pugach talking about it was almost he's doing like a vlog of halfway through the tournament and his reflection so far and talking about oh i just can't believe how how good it is everything's working so well the winter world cup it all being in in so close together it's just people just falling for the trap of of exactly what Qatar wanted to happen in this World Cup. But if you're thinking, oh, oh, I didn't think this would work in one city, a, a one city tournament and, and these kind of things, you're, you were obviously 
ill-informed in the first place. You obviously your priorities were in the wrong place if you're thinking that oh we didn't think this would work or like or the the no because he, he referenced the no beer thing again like a tiny almost like just pointless thing really c- compared mm-hmm. to the to the migrant the losses of migrant life that we that happened to create this world cup like and, and well, it's not let's just talk Mark about Pugach, that but... because yeah no no, no that, that's right like it's it's not just mark pugach and we expect better because he's from bbc mm-hmm. bbc mm-hmm. where's pugach on these days yeah. he's on he's on the itv now but he's on five live for a bit yeah. right that's right in the u.s where i'm based listeners will know fox are covering it they have the contract and it's all sponsored by qatar Right. So then the slick studio, they never talk about any of the problems ever. It's all about the amazing football and the amazing infrastructure. And they have these slick adverts about how Qatar is bringing the world together and in being an investor and an innovator. Uh, and there's just zero reference mm. at all. Uh, and that is bought and paid for. And that, sports washing. And I've been in I've been in Morocco, so being sports has, has been on everywhere. I've been right. Richard Keyes, Andy Gray and the lads, which has been yeah, quite sick inducing to be honest, just watching them. And obviously it is there's no talk about about the 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 human rights side. And it's just Richard Keyes obviously being fed in his ear to say, It's just great, isn't it? It's just such a great city. It's such a great country. And just talking about the greatness of it all the time. And none of the pundits, Gary Neville's on there, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah. John, John Terry's on there, like Jermaine Jones for Americans and Goody Orr. And, 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 and everyone's obviously just not allowed to to say anything and just nod yeah. their heads. And, well, and, 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 that, and that Gary of... Neville knows better, should know better, mm. has been called out on it and he's still doing it anyway. I can't believe that he is on that show like and also the fact that Richard Keyes used to have a go at him all the time and like even just from a personal perspective I, I didn't think everyone that... forgets when they're paid <laughs> exactly and, and you just I don't know you do expect better of Gary Neville the the when he used do to do we though I, I don't know I don't I don't anymore but I, I think I used to like because he used, he came with that this reputation and the way he used to talk was so kind of left wing and mm-hmm. righteous mm-hmm. but he is just completely chaos armored himself hasn't he oh oh my god yes well we could have a do a whole podcast on that but yes and for sure and the other the other one this week john barnes out on all the programs i mean he he, he has been a a I, I'm, I'm trying to think what, what the, I mean, the, the term, and I'm being really careful here because I know it's not my place, right? But the term is that is often used about black people who defend racists is, mm-hmm. is black shield, right? Mm-hmm. And he, is, he has been that in the past about the Black Lives Matter protests. Uh, he's said racism doesn't exist. He's obviously in a very strange bubble, mm-hmm. uh, John Barnes, and he was out on all the programs this week defending Qatar. Now, it turns out he's paid. Right? So Josimar had pulled, dug out the Josimar, the Norwegian investigative sports journal. By the way, they did a did a piece before the World Cup, with interviews of migrant workers. is brilliant. It's like 170 mm. pages of stuff. It's really, really good. Well worth it. You buy a digital coffee, copy for like 10 euros or something. And anyway, they, they, they found the contract. He's a paid advocate for Qatar. 
not a single mention on any of those interviews. Are you? I, by the way, John, are you paid by Qatar? Qatar? Oh yeah, 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 I am. Yeah. And it, his arguments almost with anything, and he's always he's always a mouthpiece for these, almost like the the anti conversation. Like he he's kind of the the guy they almost wheel out to to just give another opinion to be to the be, to be the yeah. yeah to be the other side and. You can just pick so many holes in all of his arguments, like the, the argument that, oh, would we like it if if Africans came over here and started complaining about our judicial system? And so, yes, yes, we would like it. Actually, I think that would be and, absolutely and, and, amazing. And, and 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 by the way, the awful abuses taking place in migrant detention centres in the UK should be called out. Exactly, yeah. and and we don't defend colonialism. Uh, or the West's role in and and its crimes, but that's just pure whataboutery. Right now, we're watching a tournament in Qatar, and these crimes are happening. And I hate those so. arguments. Like you see it on Twitter all the time. Like, oh, why aren't you calling out the West? The West isn't the conversation right now. I, I mean, I and most of these people who are talk, who are making these discussions don't agree with like Britain's colonial past or the way that, they, like you say, we treat migrants in this country and so to for you to bring that argument to the table is just yeah it's complete what about three but also we're on the same side as you if you are if you're making that argument we're on the same side so don't have a go at us here just try and yeah it's it's, it's such a weird argument i don't get it at all it, well, it's it's a parroted line because this is what the Qataris have said mm-hmm. that that to to question Qatar without talking about. And Infantino said it himself. If, you know, the West should be apologising for the past three thousand years for the next three thousand years. So therefore, like whatever crimes happen in Qatar are justified because of the crimes of the past of yeah. of the Western colonialism, and it's obviously nonsense. And also, you've seen it with 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 Iran and and USA, the the Iran USA debate before the before the game over there, like Carlos Kirosh and uh, yeah. I can't even remember the USA manager's name, Berhart, is it? Ber- Bernhalter. Yeah. yeah, and he was like Bernhalter was asked the question, okay, about black discrimination in in America, and Berhalter really should have just said, yes, I don't agree with that either. Like almost like yes. Steve well, Kerr. Well, Tyler Adams gave a very good answer to that. Yes, actually, so. he did. Yeah, but Berhalter uh, was he, almost. He, like, made, he made play for dirty leads, but he was a very an good player answer, on the pitch. Which basically said, "Look, we're it. trying to make progress, and mm. and if we make progress, we're making progress." Right? Yeah, and that's right. It is a question, and and the Qataris have made a lot of their supposed progress on on migrant rights, and there have been some changes in the law that allow migrants to be a little bit less slave slaves modern slaves but the fact is like the human rights watch and amnesty you've got people on the ground say most of these laws aren't being enacted right Mm -hmm. so you may have passed and 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 by the way that we think it'll all get dropped after the world cup when the the gaze is elsewhere Mm -hmm. anyway all of this deeply depressing which is good or bad depending on your your take that the football has been so good (laughs) yeah it's it's important to remind ourselves of this and to important to keep having the conversation every moment exactly yeah because also it it will just get lost and you just see it on the you see it with the tv coverage obviously what you see in in america but in britain as well where people are it's, it's, it's not being talked about anywhere near as much as it was and and like i say journalists who are over there 
are being just their minds are being changed by the luxury that they are experiencing over there almost like mm-hmm. like it wasn't going to be a great place for western tourists to go that's literally that's literally what they want you, you are well exactly exactly so that's what they're good uh, at i mean i think i said on the last show i don't have a, haven't spent a lot of time in doha I have spent a lot of time in dubai and uae and i'm not deliberate well i guess i am conflating the two which is like unfair but similar issues with the kafala system across across that region across the gulf region and and dubai is a fantastic place to go for a westerner you don't, don't have a problem getting a drink you can get yeah, and it's well known where the bars are uh, and and it's very easy and the hotels are fantastic and there's great entertainment and the beaches are brilliant and if you've got money you can do whatever you want basically of course yeah <laughs> again right you're not a migrant worker from from nepal or bangladesh paid uh, paid five dollars a day and risking your life to build this luxury for us Westerners to go enjoy our Mai Tais at the top of the Hilton or a football game at the Khalifa International Stadium. And, okay. right, so, yeah. All part of the plan, folks. One sec. Can you hear beeping? No. Okay. Anyway, I'm just going to turn my Alexa off because it's been going on for about five minutes. Okay. I'm glad it's not been... I'm glad you can't hear it because that means they can't hear it either. One sec. Oh man, that was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Sorry. All right. After that, we could, we'd, let's talk about a bit of the football. We we uh, we dived a little bit into Group F, uh, which Morocco won and Croatia came second. Poor Romelu Lukaku doing his like best impression of Romelu Lukaku and missing. I counted four really good chances in that game i think his xg himself was 1.35 and he was on the pitch for 45 minutes and didn't score the last one i think was the the one for me where he kind of tried to chest it and yeah kind of hit 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 himself in the dick with the ball didn't he didn't go anywhere oh my god he 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 proved that he could hit something though afterwards when he destroyed the dugout (laughs) (laughs) there's part of me that feels sorry for him but then there's part of me that thinks the way that you were at United, Billy Big Bollocks, oh God, yeah. I'm just laughing at you. There's been a lot of stories which have made me laugh in that respect. Ronaldo won today, and I know it doesn't really matter. The Suarez one is just hysterical, and that Lukaku one yesterday was beautiful as well, I thought. A lot of resentment yeah. in that. that there is. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I have a German colleague, and I said, Hey, you got any words for that feeling when you take joy in the suffering of others? <laughs> and that's how. I f- yes, Ed, I do. <laughs> There's the perfect word. <laughs> it's definitely how I felt watching Germany as well last night. Oh my god, that was that was a beautiful thing as well to see them go out. It, it was. I mean, at one stage, both Germany for a very short period, Germany and Spain were out, <sighs> and that would have been even better, wouldn't it? I, I mean, actually, like for all the brilliance of Spain, I, I don't. I can't see them winning this. You have to have a reliable goal scorer. You've got a re- reliable way of getting a goal. Mm. And I'm just, I'm not sure I see it. And it was really but, weird uh, yesterday. Like there was a, a, obviously th- three or four minutes where they were going out. And then a further, 
I don't know, 20 minutes or so where they where they surely would be thinking, we really need to score here just to make sure that whatever happens... In that, and they didn't even look like scoring. It was just like their typical pass, 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 pass. We don't really know what to do here because we're playing against a low block. Pass, 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 pass. Danny Olmo will have a shot and go wide and then we restart again because Japan will just give us a ball back. And you think that Luis Enrique is a very smart coach and I know he said after yesterday's game that he was really disappointed and angry about the performance. But it's just Spain have been like this for so long. Even when they yeah. won the World Cup, they were like, pass, 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 pass. We'll get a 1-0 win. And 2010 World Cup, were they is it? Bored 2000... yeah, 2010, they were really boring. 2008 Euros, they... though, I thought they were pretty good. Yeah, that was kind of when Torres was, yeah. Torres was quite exciting right. at that point. But it's a pattern, isn't it, across all the top countries? Like, how many of them have a number nine? Like, Germany don't, Mm -hmm. Spain don't, France, without Benzema, don't really. I mean, they're trying different different ways. Giroud's been Uh, quite good, isn't But he's come to the end of his career, and Bappe's an outside-to-in player. Brazil don't really have a number nine. They're they're trying to work out what the pattern they play is, a lot of wide players. And, and like, what is it uh, that is... About I mean, England do, mm-hmm. but Harry Kane is twenty nine now. Yeah, right. How long has he got at the top level? He's never been super quick, so I guess he's going to keep scoring goals for a while yet. But um, what is it about the top countries that there aren't number nines? I mean, everyone would kill for Erling Haaland. Do you think there isn't a single team that I've just mentioned that wouldn't change their pattern of play to have Erling Haaland yeah. in the side, right? Including Spain. It's like a cad- oh, our, our tiki taka. Philosophy? No, no, we're quite happy to go for a long ball through the middle now and again now. It's, yeah, it's like, I think there's been a debate for a long time, but the academy is almost too efficient, aren't they? They're creating the same type All of... these brilliant technical players. Yeah. Even at right, even at fullback and either at centre-half, like, it, it, it's, it, it's, it is such a pattern in all of the countries. You think to Italy as well, like Italy who won the Euros, they, have, they don't play with a, a recognised striker either. They kind of have a lot of these technically brilliant players and it's the same with England like you think who else would be coming through who would play like that and if you you obviously got like you're even Tony or Callum Wilson but then not elite and there's yeah. no other Harry Kane coming through like academies just don't seem to make them and I guess if you're just yeah. drilling into players to be this technical minded footballer and I know at a lot of academies and and underage teams that when you're growing up you play in every single position you play at right back one week and you play centre midfield at one week. You even play in goal sometimes at some academies the, the next week. And I guess maybe that that really hurts that you're not getting this big strapping centre forward who just loves to smash in goals. Whereas somewhere like Norway and Poland with Lewandowski, maybe those, I mean, Lewandowski's coming way to the end of his career or you see, I guess, Art Uruguay who produce these kind of players all the time. Maybe these countries that aren't so obsessed in a, an academic, in academies, maybe that's kind of where the yeah. players always come from a little bit. These obscure yeah, footballers I, who are number nines these days. The the difference in the styles of play has been a part of the entertainment, I think. It's not, I mean, like European styles tend to be, are quite homogenous, honestly. They're not all as extreme as Spain, obviously, mm-hmm. but, but the different styles, and that's the great thing about the World Cup, of course. The fact that Japan won that game 
with 18% possession. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and they weren't Mourinho-ing it. No. They just had, they were defending extremely well and then breaking. Yeah. So and that, <laughs> it's not like Inter, where Inter would like punt it into the corners <laughs> down just to give away possession yeah. so they could then like try and break on the transition. And they're always so interesting, aren't they? Because all their players are so technically good. Like they're not the fastest team and obviously not the strongest team. They're all, they, you always look at them and you're like, shit, these guys are really good. Like, there's a lot of players in there who are the ones, well, not, I guess there's a lot of German based players, Bundesliga based players, but they're not household names by any stretch. You think to South Korea, a lot of South, South Korean's team are based in South Korea, play a similar type of technically, technical football. And then you see yep. someone like, like Canada, and it's a completely different, crazy style of football that was, wowing I thought in that first game against Belgium I was so taken aback by how good they were and defensively absolutely shocking but it's just it's just a beautiful thing and then you see Australia who are almost zero technical ability and 100% determination and grit and I said on this show I was having a go at the Australians that they're the most boring team and they've just been an absolute delight in so many ways it's kind of been entertaining. Obviously, obviously, I, I had a childhood watching cricket in which Australia beat us all the time. So watching Australians lose any kind of sport is good. Yeah. Petty, yes, absolutely. But but I, I did start to kind of like feel for the underdog yeah. there. And, and the fact that there was tons of people on the streets of Melbourne at like four in the oh morning. Oh, my God, I know. With a, a, a dangerously large amount of pyrotechnics <laughs> was quite entertaining as well. I couldn't well. believe that. And then Matthew Leckie scoring the winner Matthew Leckie was fantastic in all three games plays for Melbourne City a lot of those players are A-League based and yeah that's true and a few imports Uh, unfortunately our favorite player come down came Uh, on in the first game didn't Andrew Cummings Jason I think yeah he's barely played Jason Cummings that's it yeah Yeah. come on free the come (laughs) down Stephen Scouted I think he was the founder of Scouted Football he he, he's an Australian lad and I saw on his Instagram that him and his mate went to the to the games and they both had cum dog on the back of their shirts, which is a, a thing of beauty. And the Australian fans in general look, looked awesome in, at, the, at the World Cup. I love it when a, a fan base just all wears the same colours, a bit like the the orange wall that's always at the Holland Games and that was like the yellow wall. Oh, that's right. And and you're on a diversity. There was someone, someone who I can't remember who now, I'm sorry, I'm not, I, I should give away the handle, but who, who said that they'd changed the World Cup the, the seedings and the number of teams allowed from each continent based on colours. <laughs> and there should be a, a guaranteed number of green teams, yellow teams, <laughs> orange teams, because there's a lot of red at this World perfect. Cup. Now, that's what's been great. about uh, This is one of the good things about the of where it is based. The, uh, obviously, it's a nightmare that, that it, it's in Qatar, but you think... Morocco Morocco wanted to host, I think it was a 2030 or maybe 2026 World Cup. I think they'd have been a great host. But for a for an Arab nation to to host it, and when I kind of realized this truly when I was in Morocco, um how how linked and how loyal those nations are to each other, that everywhere I was going mm. in Morocco, if Qatar were playing, Morocco fans would be going man, 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 mad for them. Same with the Saudis, the same with Iran. It's and, and you've seen it at the grounds as well. Like it feels like a home game for the Arab nations there. 
And mm-hmm. someone made that point on Twitter that it's probably not a it's probably not a coincidence that at the Afri- at the South Africa World Cup, the African teams who were pretty much cheered on by the home crowd there did right, yes. achieve arguably their best ever result and at this world cup yes i mean they said at the time didn't they that this that was a world cup for exactly that was the south african bid and it's been it's been the same here like three asian teams i know australia aren't really an asian team they play in afc you've seen african teams do well again the the north like even saudi arabia not getting through the group they have that support that is is the good thing i guess I mean, I feel like I'm being an apologist for Qatar here, but that when kind of FIFA do talk about spreading the game, that is one of the things that they should be doing, but they obviously shouldn't be doing it in the way that they are doing it. It's just it's just something. That, that's right. Pick pick a host in the region that you want to spread football to. By the way, spreading football is also a euphemism for local bribery. Yes, you can obviously get the votes exactly. to, to retain your power base. But, but yeah, it's spread it to a country that doesn't use slave labor and marginalize like minority yeah. groups legally right qatar is an apartheid nature mm-hmm. so pick one that doesn't do that and Please, that's right can't be that difficult there's got to be a possibility and i know i've just come from morocco but uh, morocco would be such a fantastic choice like it's such a beautiful country football mad nation i mean maybe they don't have the infrastructure to to host it but you maybe do like a a morocco spain or whatever because they're really quite close together that would be unbelievable but that's the i feel like going to be the problem going forward it's going to cost so much money to host these tournaments and fifa are not going to be changing their mind especially with the 48 team world exactly and saudi arabia will probably be the next one to step up to the play and and you're not going to get these types of nations hosting it i don't think i mean i think saudi's actually with greece and turkey is it a joint bid with all of them egypt, egypt. yeah i was gonna say greece and turkey would be which, which is problematic egypt as mm-hmm. well with their human rights record at the moment yeah i mean there will there'll be many questions when the world cup comes to the u.s about u.s foreign policy and as they should mm-hmm. be as they should be, but uh, it's it's for his for very. I mean, the, US, the World Cup is coming to the US for commercial reasons. Let's be very clear about exactly. that. Is to make bucket loads of money for the people involved because that's the US. Mm-hmm. One thing the US is very good at doing is making money, yeah. and and so in much less for like geopolitical sport washing reasons. The CIA is for that. And so anyway, I'm going down a different rabbit hole Ooh. there. But it's going to be very different World Cup. Mm-hmm. Forty eight teams across three countries, like four time zones, mm-hmm. four maybe five time zones. Can't remember. It's a, it's a big spread, probably the most polluting ever because people be crisscrossing the country in, in jets all the time. And and a lot of debate about the format of the World Cup going forward this week, whether yeah. 48 teams, is it going to be 16 groups of three, 12 groups of four, which I think is much better, even if it's not cleaner, not clean. But yeah, yeah. should there be penalties before the games in groups of three so we can have bonus point to split teams because there's going to be a lot of ties very likely you only get three games right so it's like a couple of one one draws or two two games per nation sorry so what four games overall is it yeah anyway yeah i mean it's going to be very different it's it's been i felt like this tournament has it's probably been the most even we've potentially ever seen you think even you think I, I think in before the tournament, I was thinking Australia 
probably the weakest team in there. Obviously went into an intercontinental playoff themselves. Costa Rica, I was thinking after a game, well, they're the weakest team here. They also went into an intercontinental playoff. And then Costa Rica almost get through the group. Australia do get through the group. I can't, well, obviously Qatar are an outlier on their own. But the rest of the 31 teams, they, they probably have never been as evenly matched. And that's a massive shame about the the next iteration being expanded. But then there's also the flip. Potentially weakened. Weak, exactly. Yeah. But then there's also yeah. the, the the flip side of that argument being like, okay, we're going to open up the the tournament. And is is there such a drop off these days? You think to some of the European yeah. European nations, we'll, we'll find out, make, yeah. make it, and then obviously, true, true, spreading spreading the game and having more countries be able to take part in the World Cup. I, I think is good. I just, if they take away the jeopardy mm-hmm. by because there is no jeopardy in a in a three team problem. Group, yeah. right? you, I mean, there is. I mean, in the sense that you basically have to win both games to guarantee yourself. But but they take take away a lot of the tension that we're getting with simultaneous mm. finishes. So you, you only retain that by having 12 groups of four. I, I hope they don't ruin that, FIFA. It means a lot more games, mm. basically. It means 100-odd games rather than 64. But the US has got the infrastructure to support that. Now, going forward after that, not many countries do, which is why you're going to get three or four countries bidding together or something like that. We'll have to. But there is, yeah, I mean, they already picked out 12 cities or something like that mm-hmm. i think across the u.s fantastic stadia canada a couple of good ones azteca in mexico city mm-hmm. and elsewhere i mean mexico's hosted the world cup a couple of times on their own themselves it's like infrastructure point of view can support 100 games so but, i mean hey we'd all like to watch 100 games I watch every single one of course yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, how do I take a month <laughs> off just to gorge myself on five games a day? I, I, I almost feel like how are, how are we how long are we into this? Two weeks? Two weeks? Day, I think day twelve or thirteen, aren't we? I yeah. almost feel like I, 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 like I said at the start of the show, I'm riding on a real high from just the the beauty of, especially like last night was just crazy, and then earlier today was just crazy as well. Like the the football just gets me to a, an incredible frequency. We've gone. I don't know how I'll be able to do that if it's a hundred games. I feel like almost now, like how am I going? How is my mental health going to be able to survive for the next two weeks? Especially if the knockouts start to be absolutely craziness as well. But yeah, yeah. even more extension of that then. Well, let's talk about some of the knockout games because, well, we're recording on Friday, so this will this will be out in time for people to to so we can do a mini preview of some of the knockout games. We've got Netherlands, USA, Argentina, Australia on Saturday, and on Sunday we've got England, Senegal, and France, Poland. I mean, shame Poland made it through because honestly, they're really rather boring, aren't they? So sorry, Polish people. They were uh, our listeners. In Krakow, like turning off in disgust right now. How dare you diss Poland? I, I've ne- I can't remember too many teams who've limped through to the last sixteen like that. They were they were truly awful against Argentina in that game, and Mexico out of nowhere completely turned up in their final game and were awesome. Yeah. And yeah. they're always they're always quite good fun, Mexico as well. And I saw a stat that this is the first time Mexico have not ranked within the top sixteen team sixteen team sixteen team tournament yeah in the top 16 fucking hell three times four times did that take 
Yeah, give it yeah. one more time. Words are they difficult. are difficult. Words and numbers. When you put numbers next to words, difficult stuff. It's yeah. the first time they've not reached that stage in a World Cup ever. And obviously going back to when like team tournaments were sixteen teams. So yeah, that's like a huge embarrassment for them as a country. But actually, in the final game, they turned up a bit like Uruguay did in their final game. But yeah, Poland yeah. are not fun. Yeah. And they're really not. I, I mean, France are obviously going to dispatch yes. them. It'd be really real surprise if they didn't. USA, Netherlands. I mean, I just can't. I, it's, it's not a brilliant USA team. It's a young team that they're trying to grow. Uh, they, they've got some weaknesses. They don't really have a number nine. They're trying to solve a problem mm. there. They've got some good midfield players. Obviously, Tyler Adams, Weston McKenney. Pulisic is obviously the one that people make a lot of fuss out of, but he's only scored the goal, scrappy goal, to win them the game last time out. And he's not had a great season at Chelsea. I'm not sure he's really had the career that we thought he might do when he was an 18-year-old at Borussia yeah. Dortmund. So, but it's a growing team. And like Netherlands, there's not a lot to be scared about there. No. Maybe they can put it together, but they haven't so far. No, I kind of, I kind of fancy USA. Like Against England, they were good. Arguably the better team. Probably, yeah. Surprised England tactically. Yeah, sure. they, I thought they were pretty decent against Wales. I know they drew that and Wales are rabble but yeah like you say holland aren't on to nothing to be scared of and usa i think i think goals for them are a big thing like in that first game they had a lot of chances against wales and didn't take anything against england they had a pretty a couple of good chances. i remember western mckenney's chance and yeah scoring two goals in a group with iran and wales in is is not the greatest yeah it's it's definitely the weakness. Yeah, but yeah. but the, like in the midfield, they've they're really good. Like Tyler Adams had an awesome tournament, like you say, thirty leads, but he's been great. And I think I've been really impressed with Esther McKenney as well. I know he obviously plays for you, yeah. like but yeah, he's going to be enjoying Sierra B after he gets back from the World <laughs> Cup, doesn't <laughs> yeah. he? After Serginio Dest as well has been awesome. And which is a surprise because I'm not sure he has been for his you know, yeah his yeah. <laughs> Somehow he was at Barcelona <laughs> yeah. for a little bit, but yeah. I don't know how, yeah, just, yeah, how. Argentina, I mean, they, they obviously are technically much superior to to Australia. You'd expect them to, to win that one. Yeah. I mean, now they've they've moved Fernandez into the middle. They can move, they can move the ball, Enzo mm. Fernandez, they can move the ball around. Uh, I think that was a problem in their second game. They're, they're a much better prospect with him in I there. I feel like that one could be it. I mean, I slagged off Australia before the tournament, but I feel like that could be a three or four nil comfortable win for Argentina. I just, I can't see yeah. it any way. And for some strange reason, the coach Scaloni uh, likes Otamendi better than Lissandro Martinez. I don't know what kind of stroke he's had. Bizarre. To, for that to be true. <laughs> Bizarre. <Yeah. laughs> it's not even if it's a lefty righty. Christian Romero yeah. is a right footer. So yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then England, Senegal. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like it's it's unfair because like every time I talk about England, I'm like how negative Southgate is and how cautious they are and how they're playing to minimise weaknesses and playing for their strengths because they've got all these attacking players. England and you know, obviously the weaknesses at the back, and he covers for that all the time. And they're just very prosaic. And then they scored nine goals <laughs> in the, yeah. the group, <laughs> so albeit against Iran and Wales. So it's like it's like my arguments fall flat, but. And we'll see what he does against Senegal. You, you'd you'd kind of hope he goes on the attack rather than like can like play. Like, but you can see it, couldn't you? You can see him playing a front line of Kane, Sterling, Mount, and Saka, 
and he has Mountain Sacker. Obviously, Sacker's improved his game a lot, but he has Mountain Sacker in there because they're very good defensively. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily for their output. Sterling's been in dreadful form, club mm-hmm. and country, but he trusts him. And then going through a midfield of, of something a bit more prosaic. Mm-hmm. Like you may even start like Jordan Henderson or something awful oh like God. that alongside Rice <laughs> rather than Bellingham. You can see that happening and England conceding a lot of like momentum as a result because they can't move the ball through midfield if Bellingham's not in there. I, I think they get overrun if they play Bellingham, if they don't play Bellingham because Senegal are obviously a very physical and speedy team. Idrissa Gay's yeah. suspended from... Missing, That's isn't a, he? Yeah, yeah. Which that is, is a, a good big loss. England, Mendy's... Yeah. Mendy's yeah. a decent player though from Leicester to to come yep. into that team. Yep. I just I can I can feel like I feel like Senegal might do a number on England. They they have I feel like they have the right attributes to to turn it into a dogfight, which I don't know if USA particularly did, but their the energy and the way that they harried England and almost to stop them playing, especially like Tyler Adams was a crucial part of that. But like the way they pressed England kind of upset them a little bit. And that's what Senegal will be all about. They'll be all over them like a rash in every single position, I think. And yeah, I, 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 when was the last time England played an African team in the knockouts of the world cup? I think was that 1990 Cameroon. Was it that far long ago? I can't think of any other time. I don't remember. Have, so yeah. it's 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 not something that England play against very often. Like, and I'm not saying that every African team plays the same, but that there is a, a certain style that is more suit more typical of African teams, even even North yeah. African and and Central African teams. I, I mean, I don't think Senegal are going to sit back and let just let England have the ball. I, I'm sure you're right there. I'm I'm sure they'll press because England's weakness is bringing the ball out of mm-hmm. defence. Clearly, I mean, John Stones and Maguire can pass, but they don't do it quickly, especially Mm -hmm. Maguire. USA were very good about like pressing with a two and forcing England into wide areas all the time. And and then England couldn't progress from there. It's with, I mean, Mount's not a creative player, so he's the trigger for the press. That's why Southgate likes him. It's a it's the ability to to break down the opposition high up the pitch and and force mistakes as a result, whether it's dead piece, set pieces, dead balls, dead pieces, <laughs> one of them, or or forcing mistakes. So, which is perfectly perfectly legitimate way of of winning a game. It's just not a particularly exciting way of winning a game. So, yeah, I, I don't think this is an England uh, England gimme victory at all. Although you'd make them favorites. Yeah, you definitely make them favourites. It's just, yeah, it's, I, it just feels like styles make fights. And this this style of Senegal, I think, is just a little bit of a concern. And you just feel also that if England go out to Senegal, they're, the press are going to eat them alive because they don't know about football. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the headline. Monday, Tuesday, Japan, Croatia. I mean... Croatia will have a lot of the ball because Japan play that way. The thing that you don't normally want with Croatia is to let that midfield start getting to, into mm. a pattern. Brozovic, Modric, Vsevic, it's very good midfield. They're not scoring loads of goals, so Croatia may, may find it, I mean, obvious, hey, most obvious punditry ever, may find it hard to break Japan down. <laughs> so. Like Kramaric is really good in that 
Canada game, but I think they were all buoyed by the Canadian manager telling them to they were going to fuck them up as Croatia kind of got this weird thing about I them. mean, how can you get that offended by that? I mean, as if the locking, locker room, dressing room uh, talk in the Croatian dressing room isn't very similar. <laughs> yeah, of course no. it is, right? They just got so offended by it, or at least performatively offended. In the same way, they were so offended by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're exactly the same. A nation that just loves they're being like, offended. They're like, apparently. yeah, the, the nation version of Michael Jordan. Like, I took it personally. And that's the only way that they can be motivated by anything. And like... I mean, like, whatever rocks your boat, yeah, I If guess. it works, it works. Like, it's weird when you watch, like, those all-or-nothing shows with, with Guardiola or Arteta and you see the the team thoughts and you're like, is that, is that really what motivates, like, professional footballers to go out and do that job? Because it's not, like, revolutionary by any means. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, the psychology behind football is not that difficult i guess all or nothing's following the german team at this no way is it really i didn't know that oh my god as my colleague (laughs) said it's going to be a short documentary beautiful (laughs) but yes yeah i I will be getting the steins and the bratwurst out for that viewing (laughs) i think i think there's nothing funnier than germany going out in the group i don't really know why i hate them so much but it was beautiful when it happened at the last world cup and it's beautiful this one i quite enjoyed germany Getting back into the game against Spain, I was watching that at German bar here, and there's a really good atmosphere and stuff. And I was kind of going along with it, and because and, and, they were Spain were the laddies mm. in that context. But yes, them going out, oh, is that's quite beautiful. So, we'll have Morocco, Spain, great clash mm. of styles, that, isn't that? That's gonna be great. It's a complete yeah. contrast of styles, isn't it? You got Spain's meth- methodical kind of tippy tappy stuff, and then you've got Morocco's like, yeah especially their midfield and attack are just so dynamic and energetic and the back yeah, yeah. five is solid as a rock. I think Morocco, I I give them a big chance in that. Like again, like I say, styles make fights. Yeah, especially with such a solid defence. Yeah, classical music versus heavy metal. It really is. It, to coin a phrase. And then we'll get South Korea against presumably mm. Brazil, recording before that one, and Portugal against well, it could be any of Switzerland and Serbia. 2-2 two, two at the moment. Either or. Yeah. Or, I mean, Cameroon, if they go mental against Brazil, could make it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, South Korea, I don't fancy their chances. I mean, th- they've been helped massively by the fact that they got to play a second string Portugal team who didn't really have much to play for today, which... For and sure, yeah. They haven't been No, that good. group in general, like Uruguay, were, were crap until today when they were... Almost, well, Suarez was motivated to play just like he was like 23 again. He was he was in his most detestable mode. And I, he really knows how to turn I, it on, doesn't he? He is the Oh, he really villain. is. And I forgot how much it riles me when I see him in that mood. Like, because it's been so long where he's been that, yeah, nasty and horrible. And yeah, just, just detestable that I'd just completely forgotten how much of a dick he is and just to see after <laughs> just a massive, massive dick i'm not saying he's got a massive dick he's got a tiny <laughs> yeah. dick tiny microscopic and, and, but he and is after a massive dick. his performance where he was very good had great assist for the second goal he almost scored with the foot before the first goal and just to see after everything that he's done to that nation <laughs> and i know that ghana didn't get through themselves but it was just the way he was so riled up for that game. And it, and it was also very, very good just to see how it ended with him in 
floods and floods of tears. Tears. Chef's kiss. Crimea River. Love it. All right. I guess we'll call it Perfect way to end. Keep enjoying the football, everyone, but understand the price that has been paid. I know we say this on every pod, but it's worth... It's it's only sport... Sport watching only works if you don't talk about Mm -hmm. the problem. So that's why we do. So have a good one. All righty.